0: Good morning. morning. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, During our Old Testament reading this morning, uh, some words stuck out to me, uh, and I want to share them as I get started today. It said, call it out, shout it out, and do not be afraid. Uh, And I guess what I... What I want to do is tell you that I, I want to boldly proclaim God's truth for us today. Uh, and as we get this started, I want to invite you to open up your heart and mind to what it is that God might have to say to you today. Uh, you know, as we continue our Advent journey, you know, the season of Advent is a season of anticipation. Anticipation of waiting, where we put ourselves in the shoes of those who looked forward to a coming Messiah. And though Christ has already come, he did so 2,000 years ago, we put ourselves in the place of waiting and anticipation and hope. And the reality is that I think for many of us, even those whose faith is already in Christ, waiting and anticipating are still a part of our reality as we see that Advent truth take hold in the world around us and in our lives, into a great darkness has shown a light and the darkness has not overcome it. You see, Advent can be a time where we anchor our spirits in the peace Hope, love, and joy that we, as we look forward to celebrating the coming of Christ at Christmas. Recognizing that this hope, this joy and love and peace are certainly already ours. And yet it's a time to wrestle with the already, but also the not yet. That Christ came at that first Christmas. But we still wait for his second coming when he'll come again. You see, if your faith is in Christ, he's already come to you. And yet, in a very real way, part of the reality of being a believer in Christ is that he comes to us afresh each and every day. He comes to us in new ways. And so today in our text, we are invited to repentance. And our text says that it is because this prepares the way for the Lord. You see, our repentance prepares the way for Jesus. And that, that's the big point I want to make today. You know, if you're taking sermon notes, you can write that down. I want to see that in your sermon notes today, you confirmands. Repentance prepares the way for Jesus to come into our lives so let's get into the text. It starts like this. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, I'll send a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. You see, in the text, John the Baptist is given this prophetic ministry of preparing the way for Jesus, of preparing the way for the Lord, the one who is the Messiah. And the way he did this was by preaching a baptism of repentance. The way that John would would prepare the way for the Lord to come is by calling people to repent, and once again, that word rears its ugly head now something i've I've noticed over this past year of being back here at Saint Timothy's is that uh, Pastor Jim and I talk about repentance a lot <laughs> um, Pastor Jim did it last week. It just seems to come up over and over again as if it were like a major theme in the Bible or something. Um, And so here it is again today. Uh, And I suspect that it's going to be something that comes up over and over again with uh, continuing regularity because it is an important part of the Christian life. And yet, I think it is also a major battleground in our lives. Or perhaps that's why it is a battleground in our lives. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, There is an enemy. He is the father of lies. And it is his desire that we would not repent. That we would, instead of repenting, choose to maintain the status quo. And so many of us live lives and we look around us and we see like, man, it just seems like things are not the way they're supposed to be. And what the enemy does is he tells us, yes, but repenting is worse. Convinces us that it's a bad word that it's judgmental. He connects it with shame and guilt and condemnation, that it's about beating ourselves up over the ways that we're not perfect. And, you know, like, why should I? Because nobody's perfect. Like, none of us are. Why should I repent? And then we resign ourselves to the way things are as if they couldn't be any different. Repentance is a battleground because we have so much to gain in repenting and the enemy has so much to lose. Not that we would through our own power be perfect, but that there is a perfect one who is coming and who has indeed come. He is mighty in power and he is making all things new and he is offering it to you and I. The enemy says repentance leads to shame and guilt and condemnation. And yet the gospel of Jesus Christ says that repentance prepares us to receive the abundant riches of the kingdom of God. And in fact, it prepares us to receive the king himself. Jesus the Messiah who offers himself to us. Now, there's this this classic Christmas song, Joy to the World, with its famous lyrics, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room. We prepare a room for Christ in our lives through repentance. And this great Christmas song reminds us that on the other side of repentance, Is not condemnation, but joy. What I hope you grasp today is that repentance is not about condemnation, it is about anticipation. It's in learning to believe in the truth that not only could things be different than they are today, but that they could also be better than they are today that there is a kingdom of this world with its ways and yet it is being overcome and has been overcome by the kingdom of God. And that's good news to me and here's why. It's because when I look around at this world, it is obvious to me that things are not the way they're supposed to be. Right? Anybody want to take me to task on that one? <laughs> That's uh, what what I thought. We see the wars, the hurt and the pain, the suffering of the innocent, the sin and brokenness and confusion. We see the disdain for truth and so much more. We look around and say, this doesn't seem like it's the way it's supposed to be. And then me, I, I, I look around at my own life and it's just as clear that I see all of that there too. And it's so obvious that things are not the way they're supposed to be. But here's what I know. I know that what the enemy wants me to do, what he wants me to believe, what he wants you to believe is that all of these things are reason for us to keep secrets. They're reasons for us to dwell in the darkness, hold things to ourselves, live in fear, cling to the deep darkness. But the truth of Christ that we dwell on in this Advent season is that into deep darkness, a great light has shined and the darkness cannot overcome it. And we are invited then to step into the light. Some of you might know what this is. <laughs> um, they don't even put these in cars anymore. Uh, this is, a, you know, one of those old-fashioned radios, and it's got its tuning dial and its antenna. Uh, and one of the fascinating things about, you know, radios to me and, and radio waves, that this room, this, this world is filled with radio waves. We don't see them, but they are buzzing around us. And if you were going to take one of these radios, you could take that dial and as you turned it, it would tune in to the different frequencies that are right here. Repentance tunes us, it tunes our hearts and our minds and our lives to God's grace. It prepares our hearts to receive the good news. And what's the good news? The good news is that the king is coming. And so I want you to hear the words of the prophet Isaiah again. And as you do, I want you to know that they aren't just words from a prophet to a people thousands of years ago. They are words from God's word to you today. The prophet says this, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power. And he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs into his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. You see, the good news of Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, is that the repentant are not condemned. The repentant are ready for the coming of the King. They're gathered up into his strong and loving arms and they are held close. The repentant are not rejected. They are carried close to the heart of God. You are carried close to the heart of God. And so the question stands for you and me today. Where in your life is it time to repent? I want to encourage you this week. Set apart some time to spend in the presence of the king. Remove all distractions Get away from the TV, the computers, the phones. You know, if somebody's in your house who's going to have a chat with you, go, go somewhere where you're going to have some space, where the distractions are gone, and sit with God. Ask him to show himself to you, but also to show yourself to you. To call you in his great love and mercy to repent knowing that he meets you there with his unending grace. Respond to the call of God and repent. And in doing so, look with anticipation and hope for how Christ will come to you with new mercy, fresh grace, and abundant love today. I want to end today by pushing actually a little bit past today's text in the gospel of Mark you know, Mark one, uh, one through eight talked about John the Baptist preparing the way uh, by calling people to repentance. People came out from all over to hear his message. They confessed, they repented, they were baptized. And it was into that space, that space of repentant and expectant hearts, prepared for the coming of the Lord, that we get these words from Mark 1, verse 9. At that time, Jesus came. be honest with you this morning. As I was preparing this message this week, uh, reading those words, I was crying in my office as the Lord touched my heart because he reminded me that Jesus does not fail to show up. At that time, the king came. And as surely as Jesus came 2,000 years ago, he comes to us today. In this season of waiting and anticipation, the season of, of Advent, prepare yourself because Jesus is going to show up. In fact, he's already here. He's holding you in his arms, close to his heart. And so as you wait, wait with hope. Because God is preparing a way for the gospel. He's preparing a way for His grace, love, His mercy, His deliverance to come to you. It's not an abstract thing, it's not some fuzzy idea, it's real. It's continuing to touch and transform lives even today. And it is something not just that happened on that first Christmas, but that is happening now, each and every day. And so we're called to repent and to prepare the way for the Lord. And so this Advent, let every heart Prepare him room, because Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, is coming. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we lean into your grace. We trust that when we repent, when we come face to face with our sin and the way we fall short, that we are met not with condemnation, but with forgiveness. We are met with love, we are scooped up into your arms and held close to your heart. And so Lord, teach us not to fear condemnation, but let your perfect love cast out all fear in our lives so we can run with reckless abandon into the arms of our heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.